1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW.
0: All
2: right. It is uh, Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. And uh, we took, I believe, a year off of this, but uh, we are back in in some... some uh, way we got the beating heart which has been in the last few years a tradition to have them up to the studio obviously things aren't a go to have everyone in studio but we're doing it as good as we can and we got everyone on the line the beating heart's coming up saturday december 4th the crocodile it's 99.9 kisw presents the beating heart a benefit for fred hutchinson cancer research and life center northwest in memory of joel Eggert. we got sunlight collective featuring tony coleman and grace love the new Randy Hansen experience. It is the opening weekend of the brand new Crocodile. It's going to be uh, awesome in one word, but also just uh, incredible to be there and just uh, to, to for the good cause and everything. So I got a bunch of people here on the line that are involved in making the beating heart happen. Uh, I guess before we jump in, uh, what, what's your name and what do you do? Uh, what's your connection to getting the beating heart going? Well, who we, uh, who we who started with? First. We- Ed, let's start
0: with you, Ed. Uh, Oh, well, my name is Ed Maloney. Um, My connection, I guess ultimately all of our connection is we're brothers and and friends of the late, great Mr. Joel Eggert. God Mm -hmm. bless his soul. Uh, My involvement in this is strictly just uh, putting together the show production uh, this year, what's going on on the stage, the bands. And uh, that's that's it for me. Reed?
3: Oh yeah, uh yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm
4: I'm Phil I'm Phil Kennedy. Um West Seattle Wrecking Crew. Um uh, you know, we're a motorcycle club, band of brothers that a uh, motorcycle riding club that uh, joined together in memory of uh you know of our the late great Joel Eggert. And um uh, we all bonded together over um the love of music, the love of riding and family and uh camaraderie. And we've um, you know. In the in the past put this thing together in in his name to to give back and get involved in the community and and ultimately just to bring everybody together for for one killer night of of music and celebration and art and and community because uh that is what was really um you know, what meant a lot to joel and he spent a lot of time being involved in in the uh in the art scene and the music scene and giving back as well so um this is our way of paying tribute every year
3: Alright, is it my turn? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So I'm Rhiannon, Um, and Joel was my dad. So yeah. Um we kind of do this event in commemoration of him every year. And yeah, it's something that means a lot to me. And I get to see everybody that really appreciated my dad's existence. And yeah. it's it's kind of a cool get together. I really enjoy it.
2: Awesome. And last but not
3: least.
5: Well, uh, I'm, I'm Glenn and, uh, basically I'm friends with all these guys. I ride motorcycles with Phil and the West Yalta wrecking crew. Um, and this year, basically what I did was secure the venue, which we were stoked to be able to do. Uh, yeah. definitely want to extend a thanks to Hunter and everyone over at the crocodile. that has been, you know, so accommodating to us. Um, so yeah, I was able to lock in the venue and then, uh, you know, get all this over to the good hands of the people at KISW who are, or family as well. And, so I guess I'm the reason we're talking to you Kevin. So I'm sorry that you're not asleep right now, but uh we needed you buddy. <laughs> Dude.
2: It's I I am a I am a late night person, so it's all good. Uh and and I appreciate it and and I I'm happy that this can happen again. Obviously last year, you know, shows weren't really happening and and just to to be 100% sure this didn't happen last year, right? The beating heart did not happen last year.
4: No, no did it didn't no. that's what,
2: just making yeah, sure just making sure I didn't totally flub yeah, that. Yeah,
4: COVID put the axe to all that,
2: but totally understand. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, the last couple um times that this has happened, you, you guys have come in studio and and so the beating heart is now it's like an institution here in the in the Northwest and, you know, um I to someone who maybe listens to Lab Local a lot, a lot of people um that this might be, you know, kind of retreading territory, but I feel like there's someone who might be tuning in now and, and doesn't know about this story. So um, if, if someone would um, kind of give me a little bit of the history of uh, Joel and, and then the beating heart and how it started, um, if you don't mind, whoever wants to jump in.
3: Yeah. I mean, I can do that okay, um, Thank you very much. Yeah. So my dad was an awesome guy and um He rode motorcycles all the time and he went to shows all the time. And he became somebody in the Seattle music scene that a majority of people knew. Mm -hmm. And I think that he left a really big impact on people with his positivity and just happiness to be alive and with people that he cared about. And um, he passed away on his motorcycle. It'll be five years um, the night of the show this year. And, um, you know, we kind of decided that instead of just letting things go, you know, we wanted to kind of do something to bring all of these people together every year and celebrate who he was as a person. And, you know, that was joy and happiness and togetherness. So then we started doing the beating heart.
2: Yeah. And, and, uh, I remember something very specifically, a, a really cool story that came about it, uh, you know, obviously, trying to find the light in, in the dark situation is you were able to actually find the uh, person who his heart was donated to up in Alaska, I believe. And you were able to fly that person down for a couple of years. Is that right?
3: Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that she's going to be at this one as well. Um, yeah, her name's Jennifer Lawrence. Um, she lives in Alaska and, um, yeah, there was a bunch of news coverage and stuff about it too. But yeah, she's kind of been somebody that we've become connected with, you know, yeah. and she has my dad's heart and it's it's kind of crazy really. Um, but you know, I talk to her fairly often and so does a lot of other people in our little group. Yeah. And yeah, so the whole beating heart thing is because my dad's heart is still beating in somebody else. And so we do it as like a charitable event where we donate our money and you know, to kind of help places that are associated with that. Yeah. so the,
4: um, the, the year that, the year that Joel passed away, he, he got a a number, I mean, like six or seven of us into a a show to go see 10 miles wide down at the tractor. And then the next day he, you know, went to, uh, um, the annual all-star porn jam, uh, which is uh, a benefit for, um, uh, I'm sorry, one of you guys helped me out. It's uh, Northwest Harvest. Northwest Harvest. Thank you. And so um, we've kind of, uh, you know, piggybacked on, you know, Joel's love of music and love of going to benefit shows and that, and have created this beating heart, you know, obviously like Rhiannon said, we're flying jet Lawrence uh, down from Alaska uh, again to be a part of this. And, you know, being that that Joel's heart is still beating, that just that's really represents the name the beating heart. Now uh, we've kind of uh, switched back and forth, you know, between uh, where we'd like to divert, um, you know, the the charities and the monies that come from this uh, benefit. And this year um, we decided to go with Fred Hutch Cancer Research and also bring back in Life Center Northwest. The Life Center Northwest is an organ donor and foundation here in Seattle that uh, helped facilitate uh, Joel's heart transplant and, awesome. uh, and make that all come to fruition. And uh, really, really spent a lot of time um working with Joel's family very, very closely. Um, and they honored him also in a lot of ways by making special patches and and doing this, uh honoring um him on the rose uh at the Rose Bowl uh parade or the rose parade in Pasadena, yeah. I believe, if if I'm, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. it's a
3: Rose Bowl parade. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I uh, did this really beautiful, beautiful picture of Joel made out of like purely out of seeds. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, and um so, yeah, this year, uh, being the cancer has generally affected so many of us in so many ways. Uh, just about everybody out there at some point or another has been affected by cancer. So we just all decided collectively as a group to, to, uh, to reach out to uh, Fred Hedge Cancer Research and make sure that we not only get some of the monies from the benefit to them, but we're also working with individual families uh, names to be left anonymous, obviously for personal reasons, but uh, we are in contact with direct contact with uh, families that are right now being personally affected by cancer and uh, making sure that we, um, you know, get some of the, uh, the monies to them as well to help out with the struggling families.
1: Good.
2: Good. That's man. It's, it's a wonderful thing that you can, you know, um, harness the, the love of, and the support of the local music community into such a good cause. And you know, in memory of someone who's so important to you guys and, and obviously to, to Rihanna and Rihanna and and I, I I have a question that I kind of wanted to, you know, honor your father in this question because, you know, gathering for music and, you know, now that I have you on the line and, and, and um, I'm, I'm curious, I I can imagine, I know uh, he's probably a fan of Fleetwood Mac, just based on your name. But uh what were some of your favorites, your dad's favorite bands uh like growing up? What was some of the stuff that you you remember listening to as you were growing up with your dad?
3: Yeah, so when I was infantile, Aerosmith was my jam. And yeah. we I remember we would listen to KSW all the time. And I remember one of my first memories is we won tickets to see Kiss. Nice. Um on KSW and my dad jumping up and down in the living room and <laughs> being all super stoked about it. And I believe it was kiss and Aerosmith, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and yeah, we were always trying to get tickets for shows and stuff like that. And, but yeah, we listened to kiss and Aerosmith and Pearl jam, Nirvana, a lot of local stuff. Cool. Um, yeah,
5: that's cool. So if for so, the record out there, everyone, that's called a, that's a big one. what were you saying? Glenn? Oh, I'm sorry, Ed. I'm sorry, buddy. I was just saying, for the record, everyone out there—that's what's called a parenting win. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Ed.
0: Yes, absolutely.
5: Yeah,
3: just to
4: absolutely. Uh, um, uh, let me uh, let me just say that uh, these two gentlemen here, um, Ed Maloney and Glenn Cannon, uh, as humble as they were in introducing themselves, have been monumental in the production um, and and advice to me as I put this thing together uh i mean i know that everybody always just assumes that this is kind of my baby but these are these are my guys and they i could not do this without those two i mean they are are monumental uh as mentors because i'm i they've been in the music scene for a long time and uh putting on shows and benefits is something that's you know um new to me uh, other than the fact of doing the beating heart uh every year and then uh, also some some uh Inner club things as well that we've done for our own. But um these guys, I could I couldn't do this without them. I mean, um Ed Maloney on the production end, uh, just communication with you know, people doing, you know, merch and posters and uh, us all just connecting with each other and, and sending each other in different directions and making sure that everybody's taken care of and communicating with people um that we need to communicate with, whether or not it be the the wonderful people with the crocodile or getting in touch like I said with merch people or um or you know, people at uh life center northwest or Fred Hutch Cancer Research, we're all we're all a team here, but these guys they're uh they're with me the whole way, and I couldn't do this without
0: them. Uh, that's great to hear. Hey, we man. all, I think, on this um, on this in this kind of event, you know, to that end, Phil, you know, the whole crew, you know, Glenn and I take on these particular responsibilities, but the whole crew really is. Kind of stepping up and doing every little bit that we can to make sure that these events continue to happen at a successful level, and that we not only honor the memory of our of our home our homeboy Joel, but we're we, you know we're honoring the, the the next generation of the Eggert family with Zach and Rihanna. so it's really cool in these recent years, especially this year, to have Rhiannon and Zach as involved. You know, because they were kind of you know under twenty one when we started all this. You know.
5: So that's
4: pretty awesome. Yeah, getting everybody's input along the way. I mean, when it comes down to you know everything down to the design work of the the T-shirts and that we're putting out. I mean, Lance Netherland over there yeah <laughs> at slave to the needle did our uh he did our t-shirt design and poster design this year and same with uh, ed's wife britta and uh wyatt only um uh, from Wyatt only in the wreckage uh did a lot of work on uh, our posters as well and i just want to give a big shout out to him as well um and you know he kind of re has recreated um some of the britta's designs ed's wife britta um recreated her some of her designs into the poster and um, I mean it's all been just a giant team effort so yeah thank you to everyone that's uh, helped along the way on this whether or not it's been hanging posters or or um, you know just sharing things on Facebook wow. and um, and uh yeah every, everybody that's helped along the way, just a big thank you to everyone so input from everything down from you know directly helping or just e- indirectly helping.
2: It's like a family affair. everyone's helping out, man that's it's
0: awesome. It, it is
1: it is. <laughs> One well, of the you, biggest, you know,
0: usually, you of, of it though is really having KSW support behind it. Like we do all this stuff, and like when we get a great room like the Crocodile. But I mean, man, like your, your outreach is—you know—you're one of the last real radio stations in the city, you know. And you've and you've been a staple since the beginning. You've never compromised the integrity of your of your format and programming for fifty fucking years. Oh, excuse my language. It's all but, good. You no, know, it's all good. I, I, <laughs> yeah, but to have you behind us gets that it gets the word out to that outreach. So. We certainly want to make sure that you, you, you know, that we really appreciate that. And thank you so much. You know,
4: yeah. And we would encourage everybody, you know, that's listening to this podcast right now that, you know, this is a Joel remembrance event, but yes. even if you didn't know Joel, this, this is a, a, going to be just an amazing night of love and community. And we're, uh, lots of local artists have donated, um, you know, art to be auctioned off and we're going to have awesome. some really amazing, uh, merchandise that's going to be, uh, handed out during the silent auction, um, and, uh, the bands. Oh man. If you haven't seen Randy Hansen play, uh, I mean, I, I, he plays Jimmy better than Jimmy, man. I'm, I'm telling, I mean, like it's absolutely incredible. First time I saw him was at, at Ed's old club, the highway 99 blues mm-hmm. club. And I mean, that's, I mean, I thought that they were, that there was like, pumping in Jimmy's vocals. And I was like, this can't really be happening. man." Right. The guy was absolutely incredible. I mean, lights your guitar on fire kind of stuff, man. This is absolutely amazing.
2: And then the sunlight collective featuring Tony Coleman and grace love. What can you tell me about them? And I'll,
0: I'll, I'll take one. Uh, sunlight collective is a band that, well, we, we created back in like 2014, <clears> throat> 2015. Throat> it was originally founded out of, sessions at highway 99 blues club with uh and it was it was a band that we built around uh sean smith you know the late sean smith of all things seattle music we all know and love
2: yep
0: and um and ben smith uh drummer from he was a 30-year drummer for heart and road case (laughs) royale local Mm -hmm. seattle guy and uh and we basically just made it a collective of various musicians (laughs) over over the the years since then members of of the band have included you know jeff angel andy stoller john bayless <laughs> on this lineup of thaddeus, is on, thaddeus is on, been on a couple of shows on this lineup we have jeff rouse on bass you know wow. jeff rouse of yep. gemini affair bruiser brody um he's he's and he plays with loaded duff, i mean with duff mcgagan hires a bassist he hires him that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. good pretty good resume <laughs> i'd say so too. um yeah. yeah so jeff rouse on bass and then um on on guitar uh, Ryan Waters of Roadcase Royale, and he played that one long, awesome concert with Prince in New York during that New Power Generation moment uh, at City Winery. It was like a 20-hour concert. Uh, Kathy okay. Moore on guitar. So nice. Kathy Moore is, with, you know, obviously Kathy Moore, and really great credit to her is, mm-hmm. you know, she's and in, in, uh, Michael McCready credits her as her guitar instructor. As his guitar instructor, that's pretty, good, you know. <laughs> And then, um, we're, and then, you know, unfortunately, Ben Smith is having surgery mm. the day before this event. And so we needed to sub out the drum chair. And so I called my old friend Tony Coleman, who played drums with B.B. King for 30 years. Took uh, an eight year hiatus to play with Bobby blueblands you know, so uh, he just seemed, he seemed got like got a, quite the
2: Rolodex and you've got, got quite the Rolodex.
0: Right? Yeah <laughs> Well when, when it comes to Joe Leggett man, you swing for the fences and you swing for a grand slam and I'm like, ah, you know, you can't you know, you gotta give it a shot, you gotta give it a try. And he was really into it, like really into That's it. So awesome. So he's coming he's coming up from Portland to play that. Killer. And um and then we have uh, you know, my old friend Grace Love. Who's going to be doing the grand opening of my new club on New Year's Eve? And I just said, you know, why don't you, why don't you sit in on this? It's for my buddy Joel. I kind of told her what it was about, and Grace was just in immediately. That's awesome. So it's a really, really cool lineup on the Sunlight Collective side as well. You know? That's cool, man. Well,
1: I am. I, uh... when,
0: we, when we kick off the Sunlight Collective on the Sunlight Collective set, we're going to have uh, Charlie Lorme and, and Kat they're going to do a couple of songs to warm up the sunlight set. So Charlie Lombard will be sitting in on drums and be doing some vocals and they're going to do a couple of songs in honor of Joel to kind of get things going in between the two acts as well. So we got a couple of kind of, kind of sneaky cool things happening throughout the show, you know?
2: Awesome. That sounds like a great night and, and you know, it's going to be good vibes. It sounds like, and, and uh, you know, good, you know, whiskey drinking music. It sounds like, Uh sounds like it'll be an awesome evening. And, and just the fact that, it's the opening weekend for this you know iconic Northwest institution, the crocodile and its new location. It's just I feel like it's gonna be a pretty big night and it's gonna it's gonna be really exciting and and definitely like um, it to honor the memory of Joel.
4: Has anybody other than myself and Ed been inside the crocodile? Yet?
0: I have not. It's nope. amazing. It's amazing.
5: Absolutely. I was in it when it was built. A little
0: personal note here: when you go there for the first <laughs> time, when you rest your beer on the bar, look at the bar top on the show, and we just know <laughs> that my main man Chris Jones, Dave Flatman, and myself over here at the Screwdriver and Yacht Club, we we did the bar top, we did the epoxy on top of the alligator print Killing. bar top. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's massive,
3: massive. I had to throw that in there
0: because it's like massive. the most exciting thing I've done all year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right
0: that's yeah.
5: awesome so those, that don't,
4: those, <laughs> that don't, those that don't know uh the new crocodile and it is i mean it's massive i, I mean i i there's really no other word for it right there because it has the 750 capacity space their main space um upstairs and then an additional 100 person seated theater um and then downstairs has a, a seated theater slash comedy club slash, you know, anybody else you can put in there. um And then downstairs, they got a, I believe it's a 300 capacity space is what they, uh what they have it listed as yeah. now. And, uh, and then, a, and then another separate bar area down there. I mean, it's, it's
2: and then pretty And they also good. have a hotel that they can have, they can um book to, you know, house all the artists, right? 17 person hotel room upstairs. That's so you know? cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, you know you're gonna kick it off with with this amazing you know grand opening weekend of of the beating heart and and um while we're you know chatting about this i i i'm gonna put you on the spot here but i would like to know because you guys all had you know your separate connections with joel and you were all friends and obviously Rihanna and the the uh deepest connection with him but um if you can um why don't you just uh you know, share a memory of, of Joel or something when you think of Joel, like what comes to mind, like maybe a, a fun or a goofy moment or something that, you know um, you can just recollect real quick. If, if there's anything that comes to mind and, and Phil, would you mind starting it off?
4: Sure. I actually, that's, I have a number of ones that jumped in mind, but we'll stick with what's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there's a um, actually one of my first memories of Joel is actually really before I even knew him that well i'd only met him a couple of times and uh he was with my buddy kelly scannell and they were <clears throat> and they were in my uh hanging out and having some beers in the garage and uh it was a lot later than it should have been i think i man I'm, I'm guessing it was probably around three o'clock four o'clock in the morning creeping up on and i just hear this i hear the this guitar in my backyard <clears throat> and i'm like my wife wakes up and i'm like man what is that noise and i I open my back curtains and I look over my deck into the backyard and, and there's my buddy Devin and Joel in my backyard um, playing the immigrant song on an acoustic guitar like <laughs> for all to hear, for like the neighborhood to hear at like four o'clock in the morning. And I just, I, I just, I open the slider and I look down and then Joel's just like, ah no. and I just was like, Joel! Shut the hell up! And he <laughs> looks up and he goes, "Oh man, sorry, bro. Did we wake you up? Oh man, yeah. We'll go back inside the garage." I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Seriously, I got neighbors." <laughs> but yeah, that was that was actually one of one of my first memories of Joel. And my wife would tell you that uh, one of her favorite memories is that. Uh, really, it didn't matter. Like, she, my wife Tanya, she you know, she had like the biggest crush on Joel. Cause he, I mean, he's, he, he's, uh, Joel is a charmer and, yeah. uh, and, and he tried, he charmed Tanya all too well. And every time that I was out too late, my phone would be blowing up and I was with Joel and, uh, I would, uh, I would have Joel call Tanya and she would answer just all upset. Like, where's my husband? And as soon as she would hear Joel's voice, she, the, all the fences would come down. Ah, uh, she wasn't upset <laughs>
2: anymore. <laughs>
4: yeah, not at all. And Joel would just go, "Oh, tanya is it okay if I keep your husband out a little longer? And I swear I'll get him. I'll get him back soon." And she's like, "Oh, sure, anything's fine, Joel. It's it's okay as long as he's with you."
2: <laughs> oh, that's amazing! well
4: wow. it's good to have I that can, guy can on get your get side. Right? With whatever I, I can kind of get away with whatever I wanted. Yeah, that's as a good, good guy to have, to have
2: do. on your side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right on. All right, Rihanna, what about you? I'm sure there's more than a few, but if oh it yeah. comes to mind that's appropriate for the podcast.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have more appropriate ones <laughs> than they probably do. <laughs>
0: Fair enough.
3: Um God, I'm trying to think. There was one time we used to go and take the um the Vashon ferry mm-hmm. from West Seattle to Vashon, and we'd go there's a little Mexican restaurant right there. And so we just walk onto the ferry because we live fairly close by Yeah, and we walk on the ferry and then we go and get Mexican food. And one day we were waiting for the ferry and it was when I had just discovered Instagram. I was like, you know, 13 or 14 or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, there was this dude and he had this little polar bear backpack on, Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be like sneaky and take a picture of this polar bear backpack. My dad's like, that's ridiculous. You can't be sneaky about it. He's like, you have to do stuff like this. And he all gets down next to the polar bear backpack and is making all these crazy faces. And this dude doesn't even know that it's happening. And I'm <laughs> taking all these pictures of him. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, that's a good, I'm sure it's a
3: good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I have it on my Instagram actually. <laughs> oh,
2: That's
5: great. Perfect. I want to see that. I want to see that
2: re.
3: Yeah, I'll have to bring it up for you. It's pretty
5: good. Glenn, what about you, man? Oh, man. Um, I was thinking about that while Phil and Rhiannon were talking, and I thought, you know, rather than a specific incident, I can string a couple (laughs) together that that kind of tell a bit of a tale. But I got to know Joel just through the music scene, man. Met him at shows. He came out to see Windowpane play. Friends with a lot of the same people, and you know, once we got to be closer, he was always like, man, we've got to get you a bike. We've got to get you a bike. And I'm like, I know, man, I'm trying to finish this GTO project. And after that, you know, money's so tight. And then I'd bump into him. He's like, man, a guy I know is selling a bagger and he'll let you make payments. And, you know, it's only seven grand. And I'm like, "Oh, dude, that might as well be 7 million, Mm -hmm. all this kind of thing. So it was always Mm -hmm. like, man, I'm trying to help you so we can go ride together. We got to go ride, you know? And he was always bombing around with my good friend Vinny, who I I dearly love. And Vin was kind of in on that party too. Like, Glenn, we got to make this happen. So anyway, uh, when Joel passed away, sorry, I stepped outside to have a cigarette and there's loud cars. When Joel passed away, um, at his wake, there was 21 or 22 of us that got a set of West Seattle Wrecking Crew wings, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And and that really meant a lot to me. So not long after that, kind of the Riders Club had formed and Parker Lundgren, who's very close friend of mine, was really at the heart of it at the time. And he let me know that those guys had all chatted about it and then decided that they were going to buy me a bike. Wow. And, you know, Parker's like, dude, you do so much stuff for so many people and you won't let anyone help you out. And We're going to do this. We're going to do this for you. So... I can't let that Uh happen. So actually what I did was the 66 Pontiac that I've been working on for years. It's like my (laughs) dream car. I spent my whole life trying to get that car. Um, I sold that car so I could buy my Harley Davidson before those guys had a chance to. Wow. So the reason for stringing all that together is that the reason I ride and have fallen so deeply in love with riding Harley Davidsons, the reason my wife rides one Mm -hmm. is because of Joel. And there's really no other reason. I may not even own one right now if it weren't for him. But if, you know, that's how I honor him. So every time I'm on that bike, every time my wife and I ride together, every time I, I work on a motorcycle, every time I touch one or I'm near one, that's how I remember my friend. So I know that's, that's not one incident. That's just a bit of a story. But that's yeah. that's the deal, man. That's That's what I think I'd want to say, you know?
2: Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's a beautiful way to honor him. And I've seen you out riding, so I know it's for sure, man. Uh, definitely. Oh,
5: no, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, I snuck in a ride the other day between monsoons. Wow. <laughs> you know, right. But, uh, it's been, it's been dumping so hard. And I have, I'm standing in my carport having a cigarette. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven motorcycles in my carport, oh. one more and two scooters <clears throat> in uh, the back property. So, so thanks to Joel for the addiction. <laughs> well what it was was you know i don't have any money so i couldn't just go buy something new so i had to learn yep. how to fix it yeah and then my friends went you'll fix motor- motorcycles and so actually i've <laughs> rebuilt bikes for man i've saved a lot of guys a lot of riders that are friends of mine i've saved them a lot of money i've yeah. rebuilt bikes for friends of mine i've that's saved awesome. them what would have been thousands and thousands of dollars i did it for like 300 bucks in a taco and again you know they may not realize it but indirectly that's because of joel i i mm-hmm. wanted to honor those wings and i couldn't let those guys buy me a bike you know i can't have that on my conscience so i sold my dream car and uh i don't even miss it i'm standing here looking at my harley right now and i had a 66 pontiac for a while i can put that on the little chalkboard there and now i got my harley and i don't even miss it man
2: that's awesome that's that's really cool ed how about you man
0: i don't know i'm how the hell do you
5: follow that story up first?
0: <laughs> I mean, how do you follow <laughs>
5: that up? Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> hey, Damn you. Hey. Ed, how about the you, you guys branded everything in Highway 99 with the Highway 99 <laughs> Right. <laughs> I Ed could probably
0: follow. <laughs> Maybe, an I'll an Maybe I'll tell that story. Right. I'll tell that story. Ed could probably follow. Hey, I'll
5: let you guys buy me on. No, Maloney and Joel were family dude. <laughs> Highway ninety nine was one of Joel's Favorite places, so Ed really probably has a ton to say. You know, don't don't let me don't let me get in the way of that. Ed, Come so what's on, this brother. branding? What's this branding?
0: And I'll tell the branding story, then I'll fold it into what I was going to say. That's um, good. So, um, at Highway Ninety Nine Blues Club, but, uh, about about um, a week or two before Joel's accident, he had um, he had made a branding iron for me wow no because he was a ran and what specifically how would I describe what what Joel did for a living his work
3: um well he worked at Delta Marine and he did like when you see those giant yachts and they have all those nice really shiny bars my dad welded those on there oh okay. and he would actually well, well, like weld- yeah he was a welder
0: yeah so as a welder he created this highway 99 logo brand the shield because highway 99 blue sub logo was like a like the street sign like the highway street yep. the highway sign so the shield with the 99 in the middle and because i kept saying i wanted to i wanted to brand i wanted to get these wood menu boards and just brand the back of them and then have the menus on them like a piece of wood with a clip on the top you know that was like my whole vision for the new menu that i was putting out at the time and joel went and made the highway 99 branding iron uh unfortunately stole did not make it to see how we put these menus together and mm. branded all these wood planks and then select them and they looked they looked real sweet they were real nice they were really it really really stepped up the whole you know presentation of the culinary operation that we had going on there at the time but uh you know sweet pastor i was like god damn it man so after he had passed uh the night that Glenn talks about when we each got the the wings there mm-hmm. at the at you know Joel's memorial the wake. I came back with Vinnie. He brought up Vinnie. I went back to my club with Vinnie and Freddie. And, <laughs> I
5: don't
0: know. It must have been at the last call, and we just put this branding iron on the stove on the you know on the gas burn, And We just had to brand and we just had a brand and, I mean we branded like the whole club. We branded walls, bar top. We <laughs> have this one bar top part of the bar. It was like a Drake rail. Yeah. we put 99 brands on the on the top of this drink rail wow and then then we got worried had to open the front door and put the fans because the whole there was the whole hovering thing of smoke yep. i was like the mic the might go off yeah you know damn um vinnie and joel uh i'm sorry Vinny and freddie branded their leather jackets at the club one night then burnt right through one of them and. At my barstool was great. Yeah, I found the barstool all all hidden in the trash <laughs> room like the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it magically goes away. I'm like, I'm the guy that carries this out. It this great, it was great. Who's funny gonna memory. get
2: drunk enough to brand their body? I, I offered, and will do
0: it. Okay. No, I've had a couple people offer. I just, I tried, I tried, man. I tried.
4: Ed, won't let me do it. He says it's not sanitary.
0: Fair enough.
2: Fair
1: Can't enough. do
0: that. Can't do that. Can't. And I'm not answering. It I don't. I really don't care, Phil. You could hurt yourself. If 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 Tanya was not in the mix, Uh. I'm not answering on that one. She'll kick my ass, man. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. So it's really, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, On the on the Joel thing, uh, Joel memory, I'll tell you this. I think this is probably a good way to kind of circle this around with everything. If you knew Joel Agar, you knew the man. He loved music. He loved art, and more than anything else, he loved connecting people. He loved humans. He loved putting people together, and he did a magnificent job about that. With that, it's why the beating heart exists. It's why there's all these people in the music community still still telling stories about him like this to this day. And why the the Seattle Wrecking
4: crew exists.
0: Any random night of the week, you know. And the one thing really, really about Joel, and annoyed the piss out of me at first because I wasn't a hugger at the time, but that guy, (laughs) that guy. I got to give you a hug, you know, he ain't letting go and he can't get out of it either. He nice. have, like, a <laughs> but you just, you just couldn't, you know, yep. uh, much as I, I had a hard time adjusting to that, man, I really, really kind of got into it later. And as yeah. I got to know Joel more, I was like, ah, what was this handshake? When, it was always a hug with him, you know? Yep. And, um, the memory, probably that when I think about Joel, <laughs> what I, I kind of missed the most is I'll, I'll, you know, I'm not, I have the memory of those hugs. I, I, that's what that's I great. have left, you know. Yeah. I think every one of us that knew Joel, we know that none of us will ever know it in the way that Rhiannon and Zach will ever know it. But, the, mm-hmm. but us as buddies, we, I think we all really miss that. I certainly miss that. Absolutely. I don't I, look I'll, at I'll
2: any second anymore. that. I'll,
4: second, like I'll never I'll get one again.
0: That. Like, I know I'm going to get one somewhere down the road when I'm up there in the sky. But I, I do, I do look at it while I'm down here doing what I'm doing. I, I have the memory of those. And I remember that you can smell his the cigarette smoke, the leather,
1: yeah,
0: gasoline. Yeah. There's a certain scent, you know, there's a scent about Joel. And if you got one of those hugs and you actually, actually appreciated it and embraced it, literally embraced it, you mm-hmm. know, the scent that I'm talking about, that's what I missed the most about that man. Absolutely.
2: That's awesome,
0: dude. <laughs> there,
2: I'm glad I asked that question. Cause this is just, yeah. Uh, and I will say that I never hung out with him I think I met him a couple times at KISW events and local concerts and stuff and I'm not going to go and you know say I have memories but I w- wanted to know to kind of relive and hear these memories from you guys and it just sounds like such an amazing human being and and also you know um father and and and, and um you know friend to all of you so I th- I thank you for sharing these moments you know and and you know kind of reliving some of that and and also you know for creating this thing which is um you know started as a memory of Joel leger but has evolved into, you know, such a, a great um uh it's a it's a great uh benefit concert. It's a great showcase of local musicians and and artists. And so just wanted to thank you guys and and I show my appreciation.
4: Yeah and I absolutely thank you so much, Kevin, for and all of KSW for constantly year to year supporting this and uh everything that it stands for because you guys know how much this means to us and uh and how much it means to a lot of other people too. I mean, I mean you, you come to these events and everybody that knew Joel, I mean, like I said, this isn't just an event for Joel. So lots of people that are in tight with the music scene, they're gonna be there and that that are lovers and supporters of benefits, but this really is like a, it brings everybody together because everybody that does know the beating heart when it comes around they're like yes we all get together and it's like a giant massive reunion of That's just awesome. just so much love and and it, and uh, you know and Joel Joel brought us all together man he was like glue. And I, I mean, I wouldn't know half these guys if it wasn't for him, you know, he, he brought me in and under his wing and introduced me to so many of you guys introduced me to you. And he's the, I'd never even been into the highway 99 blues club and, you know, and if it wasn't for Joel, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't know Glenn and Rhiannon and, and just so many of the people that I, that I know and love still so much to this day that I can just honestly pay tribute and um, homage to Joel and, um, you know, but to re, to retort, if anybody doesn't know what the West Seattle Wrecking Crew is, um, we're just we're a band of brothers that was brought together by this by this man this this yes, brother yes. Uh, that we love so much and that we miss dearly, and um, you know, and we're brought together for love of music and writing, and and that's what we're all about is getting out there and supporting our local music community in local art community and anytime we can get out on our Harleys and go see one of our buddy shows or any, or any benefit show, or, you know, go to, go to an art walk or what, whatever the case, you know, just getting out there and supporting one another is really what we're all about. hundred percent. I really believe in that.
0: That's awesome. right on. Uh,
2: again, just to plug the show one more time. It's again, Saturday, December 4th, the opening weekend of the iconic Crocodile reopening in a brand new location. I believe it used to be El Gaucho. Is that right? Or?
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Exactly. Used to be El Gaucho. Now it's the Crocodile. They're beautiful. New- first and wall. Is that yep. first and wall, Ed?
0: Yes, first and wall.
2: Person Wall (laughs) 99.9 KISW presents the Beating Heart, a benefit for Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research and Life Center Northwest, in memory of Joel Eggert, who you've heard so much about during this interview. Uh, the featuring Sunlight Collective, uh, which features Tony Coleman and Grace Love, who Ed spoke about the the new Randy Hansen experience. Tons of uh local artists will be raffling off that prizes and whatnot and, and showcasing their art. Doors are at 5 p.m. Show at 6 p.m. It's a little early, so make sure you get there on time and see these awesome artists. Is there anything else you guys would like to add before we before we hop out of this call?
0: Big thank you to KSW for supporting this and keeping it alive. <laughs> and I turn it over to the crew here.
5: Yeah, so definitely thanks to Phil. Um, he really spearheads this every year. And you know, we all have lives and jobs and families, and Phil really pours himself into making this happen every year. So definitely want to thank Phil and his entire family. And, uh, and obviously you guys over there at KSW, man, we love you, Kevin. And you know, I know that uh, we're all stoked to have the support for this event. I know what it means to the family and to the friends and, you know, it's about as cool as it gets. I think.
2: Right on anything else or uh, are we going to let you guys get, get some rest?
4: Oh, I think uh, I think we're all ready to get some rest. It's been a long holiday weekend, and um, happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody. And uh, we'll see you all uh, December fourth at the Crocodile, five p.m. Uh, like he, like Kevin said, it's an early show, so we'll get you guys home early. And it's a sixty-nine show, so uh, come enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. I, I if I were you, I would, uh, I'd make it out there for this one uh, opening weekend of the Crocodile. Need I say more?